0: You are listening to the Torah Sparks Podcast, the podcast that finds and ignites sparks of spiritual light and meaning in anything and everything, bringing out lessons and values straight from the Holy Torah. I am your host, Ori Strug. Let's jump right in. There was once a mushal with a king, and the king died, and, uh, man... You know what happens when the king dies in the mushel, right? That moshal just ends. Just right there, right? I'm sorry if you thought there was going to be an ending to that story, to that parable. Um, we'll have to leave it as a cliffhanger. Welcome back to the Torah Sparks podcast. We're in a new cycle of the reading of the Torah. Parsha's Beracious, bit in the beginning... The, it always starts with a bays, not an aleph. I mean, this is, there, there's so much excitement over here, so much profundity, so much depth, so much, so much meaning. Um, but I don't even want to talk about the bays and the aleph right now. Maybe, maybe next time, maybe a different time. I wanted to focus on the moon not the dark side of the moon but the part of the moon that we can perhaps see uh, that sliver of the moon that ray of hope that 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 element that symbol that Chazal tells us represents the jewish people the jewish people are compared to the moon the levana right the moon is represented by humility it it's not straight it it has a curvature it looks like an elbow noodle right Elbow noodles are known to be humble. I'm kidding, but they should be. There's something humble about the moon. And there's something humble about the Jewish people, a people who've lasted throughout the millennia, throughout the ages, throughout the years, yet have remained small in number, small in culture, and cu- small in ideology, small in the realm of humility, of people who understand what their purpose is, what their mission is, what their goal is, ma'chov aso Um But yet we're very, very big at the same time, big in what we can do, in what we can accomplish, in what we can achieve. The moon lights up the night, and so too the Jewish people. We are a light unto the nations, an or la'gayim, and we are meant to shine forth, even whether we're in a state of geula or galos, in a state of darkness, we are meant to shine forth, shine our light. Vayhi, right? Hashem, Vayomer, there is light. But the backdrop of where that light came from was an array, was a vast darkness of tohu vavohu as the second pasuk in the parsha tells us. And then Hashem created light. Light can outshine the darkness. But in order to really appreciate the light, there has to be this backdrop of darkness. Enter Yiddishkeit. Enter the Jewish people. Enter the Torah. Enter HaKadosh Baruch Hu, giving us the opportunity to be movers and shakers, to be a people that can be a light, that can serve such a great, lofty, holy purpose. I remember when my wife and I were going to Eretz Yisrael to live for Arshana Rishona, this was back in the 1930s. I'm kidding, not that old. And I remember she, she turned to me. It was pitch black outside. And she noticed there was a big star-looking planet type of light out in the distance. And, you know, no, assuming that her new husband had this prowess, this knowledge of the great celestial bodies... She asked me, hey, what? which planet is that? And I'm like thinking, I don't know, is it Jupiter? Is it Mars? Is it, it?" And then I'm thinking, you know what, maybe it's one of these star constellations, maybe it's Orion's belt, or maybe it's Orion's Scorpius, or I, I don't know, maybe it's the 19th galaxy. May it, it could be the Milky Way. I, I had all these cheshbonas, all these ideas, all these celestial thoughts in my head of, Wait. What potential? I even thought of celestial seasonings. I'm like, maybe it's a type of tea, and, and 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 then it occurred to me. I'm like, wait a second. You know, I look back like five minutes later, and and the light, the star, the planet is still there. And then it like clicked for me and my wife at the same exact time. We both realized, oh my gosh, this is not a star. This is not a planet. This is not a tea. You know what? You know what that light is that we're looking at. It's actually the light at the wing of the plane. It was the light at the end of the tip of the plane. And that's why it was following us the whole time. And that's why it stayed the same size the whole time. Amidst the backdrop of the darkness of the night outside of the plane, we noticed this light, and it was just a light. That's all it was and there's different avenues of lessons that you can take with this, but the the main lesson that I took from this story was that we saw this light and we thought it was some distant, far-off light, you know, light years away, a planet, star, what, what have you. But little did we know that that light was so close to us it was right there maybe I don't know how long a wing of a, a airplane is let's say 50 feet or something like that it was just it was feet away not late years away and it's a, 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 a very important lesson as we approach life as we leave this um the whole that not the atmosphere but we we just we just left this time period of the starting really if you think about it, from from leading up to Tishuvah the three weeks Shiva Satur the three weeks Tishuvah the Shiva the seven weeks of Nechama, and then straight into Elul and the no raim and Rosh Hashanah and the Sere Teshuvah, and Yom Kippur and, and, and then and then five days four or five days later Sukkis and Cholamoyi Shmini Sarah, Simchas Torah all of that that that, that abundance of tremendous closeness that tremendous uh, spa that, that all of that we just literally stepped out of that, and now we enter into the gezintelavinter, into the into the winter months, and and we're, we we want to be able to take that light with us, and we can't perceive that the light, the light of truth, the light of connection with Hashem, the light of 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 that 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 light of dvekas with Hashem, it's not something that's light years away, it's not something that's reserved. For the high holidays, it's something that we can take with us. It's closer objects in the mirror. This is a law that the rear passenger uh, mirror has to say it. Objects in mirror are closer than they appear, and it's true in a car, based on the laws of physics and the way that the mirror distorts what's what's behind you, and it's true in our lives as well from a spiritual perspective. Objects in mirror. In the mirror are closer than they appear. No matter how long and how much we are into the darkness of the winter, the objects in the mirror, the high holidays, those experiences of devikus, of connection, of holiness, of light that shine forth and that we experience during the high holidays, that's something that we can take with us. That's something that we can find and experience even during the winter months. Going back to the moon... The Torah tells us in chapter 1, verse 16, Paragalef, Pasuk, Tes, Zion. And God made the two great luminaries. By the way, Baratheus is replete with like, amazing English words. I mean, from ex Nilo to luminaries to um, herbage. Uh, 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 there, there's, like, an abundance, I was noticing. If you if you want to take a, out an art scroll, chumash, you'll notice, just you look at the English, you'll notice a tremendous amount of lofty, uh, deep English words. So anyways, luminary ha- luminaries happen to be one of my favorite, besides for firmament, firmament. The, that's how they translate rakia. I'm not sure yet what is my favorite. Uh, you know the two up there, luminaries and firmament. It could be maybe together the the firmament luminary. I, I'm not sure, but in either case, Hashem created the two great luminaries, these two great lights. As hamoros it's referring to the sun and the moon. And the Torah, the Pasa continues es hayom, the large luminary, which was referring to the sun shall be the dominant one, shall dominate the day. And the smaller one, the smaller of the two large luminaries, that will dominate the night. This is obviously talking about the moon. And the stars. So what's so interesting is that the Torah contradicts itself. Obviously, this is the word of God. It's the Devar Hashem, so there's no stira. It's like when a Rebbe gets up in a, in a class and says, and, and it begins with the whole stira in the Rambam. There's no such thing. The Rambam, you know, something might look like a stira, but he was never actually Soser himself. There's no stira, there's no contradiction between two Rambams. And certainly, when it comes to the word of Hashem, for God himself, there's no such thing as a contradiction. But sometimes it appears to be a contradiction. And this Pasuk, is one of those because it begins. It says God created the two large luminaries. It calls the sun and the moon by the terminology, by the phraseology of gadol, hagadol, and then in the same pasuk it digresses and it says or hagadol, the large luminary, referring to the sun. Via sama the small luminary, referring to the moon. So the question is on the moon. I mean, the beginning half of the pasuk calls the moon the large. It's it's included in ma'or shakadolim, but yet the end of the pasuk says ma'or hakatum, referring to the moon as something as small. So which one, I ask you? Again, it's it, this is through the medium of a podcast. I won't be able to hear your response back. I do apologize. But which one is it? Is the moon in the realm of Gadol or is the moon in the realm of Katon? Is the the moon large or is the moon small? I don't understand. How can it be both? So I was looking into this and according to the Evan Ezra, he says something. This is, again, everyone's entitled to their favorite vart. This probably is my favorite vart in the whole Torah and he says that the term Hagadolim, when, to- when, the, the when the first clause, the first part of the Pasuk is talking about the moon and the sun, and it's referring to it as a- the large luminaries, it's speaking in relation to the stars, to the k'chavim. In other words, the comparison, in comparison to the teeny tiny stars, the sun and the moon are both called gadol. However, when the Torah is comparing them to each other, the sun and moon to each other, it says and "ma'or The sun is large, er, and the sun, the moon is smaller, is is smaller. But this leads us to a question: for all those astronomers out there listening, all those space explorers, all those people out there who who understand a thing or two about how the luminaries work and how what's going on in space. You should be bothered by something. And the Ebenezer was also bothered by this as well. The moon is considerably smaller than the stars. Again, the Ebenezer said that in relation to the stars... The sun and the moon are called gedolim. I mean, first of all, even the sun, sun itself is known to be one of the smallest stars. But forget about that. The moon, the moon is, is, is a piece of rock. It's, it is tens and tens and tens and tens of hundreds, if not thousands of times smaller than the stars. So how can he say, oh yeah, in reference to the, in, in comparison, in contrast to the stars, the moon, the moon is called large. The the, the moon is called great. How, I don't understand that, that 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 defies the laws of, of reality. For besides for physics, it, it defies the laws of reality. Reality. So what in the world is going on? How in the world is it pos- plausible to suggest that the moon is called great? Godol in comparison to the stars says the Evan Ezra, a simple yet profound lesson. No, 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 no. We're not talking about their physical stature of size. Rak al-Oram. The Torah is not comparing the size because, yeah, you're right, the stars are ginormous. They're much larger than the moon. But the Torah, when it's talking about the two large luminaries, when it's talking about that in relation to the stars, it's talking about how much light is given off to us here on planet Earth. And we know that the the moon gives off a lot more light for us than the stars. Why? Because of its closer, because of its proximity, right? The Leviticus says, The aura halavana, the light of the moon, gives off tens and tens and tens of, 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 however many, I don't know what you call it, hertz, whatever you call it, of light more so than the stars because of its proximity, to earth. And we see something, we see how the Torah symbolizes and how the Torah phrases and how the Torah views Godless. Godless has nothing to do with Midasam begufam, physical stature. Godless real true greatness is not judged by one's physical stature and accumulation of materialistic possessions. Whose house is bigger, whose car drives faster, and whose Tie, uh, a suit is more expensive. Uh, on the contrary, oftentimes these things can make a person smaller. Again, if they're not used in the right in the right way. But true godliness, the Torah is teaching us, is contingent on how much aura, how much light a person is able to radiate and generate from the very fiber of his existence, from the very fiber of his being, and the closer in proximity a person is to Hashem, the more light he will give off and the greater of a person he will become. My friends, let's take this message, the message that the Evanesa is teaching us, the message that the Torah is teaching us, that we have to be like the moon. We have to be able to realize that we have so much light to give off. And it's, it's not far out there where the stars and the planets are. It's right there. It's right by the moon. It's, it's so much closer. It's on the tip of the, it's in the wing of the airplane. It's so much closer. It's not, it's not light years away, it's feet away. And that godless is something that we can all attain and that we can all achieve. And realizing that the true godless of 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 a person is not their physical stature and materialistic wealth and and those things but rather what makes a person truly great is how much or how much light how much light a person radiates generates and gives off to the people to the world to the community to his family and to those everyone else so everyone fits really in that but to everybody around him may we be to tap into that lesson and achieve a level of true inner godless and become great each in our own individual way thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the torah sparks podcast if you enjoyed this content please leave a a nice uh rating a review uh, even a simple review can go a long way. Please share with family, friends, anyone who you think might gain. And until that, we will see you next time.